Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. Today we're going to move a little bit further into 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and this intriguing revelation about our heavenly condition, particularly as it relates to our heavenly bodies. We started that on the broadcast yesterday, in fact, even on the day before, as we began with verse 1, which says, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. This is something that is revealed to us. The dissolution of our present physical body, of course, we know by observation. We see it all around us, so we wouldn't have to have that revealed to us. But what is revealed to us is that for the child of God, there is another body that is eternal, that is glorious, that is permanent, that is that is perfect, that awaits This body is destroyed, but another body awaits us. But the question that we dealt with on the broadcast yesterday is, when do we receive this body? And the answer is, and we had to supply this answer from other passages of Scripture, but the answer is, we receive this body upon the second coming of Christ. When Christ comes again, The Bible teaches us that those who belong to him, who are still upon the earth, are going to have their current mortal bodies changed instantly into immortal bodies. The corruptible must put on incorruption, the mortal must put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. We read about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So that's what's coming, and it will come at the time of Christ's return. And in the meantime, we are looking forward to that. And and what the revelation tells us is, this is the promise of God. It's coming. You have this to look forward to. If you are alive when Christ remains, you will never be outside of your body. Your body is going to be transformed while you're still in it. Transformed from from um, terrestrial into celestial, transformed from an earthly body subject to decay and death into a heavenly body, which is eternal. But if you die first, which most of God's people will, your spirit will be with the Lord in heaven, and you will have a sense of being complete and perfect and nothing 
Nothing wrong with that, but you can be certain that the day is coming when your spirit is going to be joined to this eternal permanent body. And that, of course, comes at the second coming of Christ. So that's what we have seen thus far, and today we move a little bit further. Thank you for joining us on this Friday, November 25, and thank you for supporting us with the finances that keep us going. For in this we groan earnestly, verse 2, for in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven, if indeed having been clothed we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent groan, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. In this we groan earnestly. In what? In this present state, in this present life upon the earth where we are living in bodies that are subject to death and decay, and we feel that with every pain, every ache, every disease, every injury. In this present state where we feel grief and uneasiness and unsettledness, in, which is part of it as well, it's not just that we are in bodies that are dissolving like a tent, that's a temporary structure that's going to be folded up and um, put away, that's the way our bodies are described in verse 1. But in addition to the weaknesses and infirmities of our present body, which are the result of Adam's sin and fall in the garden and the fact that we are living in a world that is under the curse of God because of sin, we also have this sense of uneasiness in our soul that things just aren't right in this world. Now, even unbelieving people understand that. They feel that. That's why there's so much unrest, turmoil, agitation, complaining, finger-pointing. Finger things aren't right, and it's, it's, it's this political party that's to blame. No, things aren't right, and it's this political party that's to blame. Things aren't right. No, it's the rich people to, be, to blame. Things aren't right. No, it's the... Uh, it's the uneducated people who are to blame it. On and on and on it goes. And all of that is missing the point. Yes, we are, we are keenly aware that something's not right. There's an awful lot in this world that is wrong. This, this um, suffering and pain that we see all around us, it's very clear that much of this is, is not connected immediately to anything that the person who is suffering the pain has done. They're suffering because of what their, our father, Adam, did. And just the condition of living in this world of sin, this cursed world. That's a, a state of, of dissatisfaction, that something's wrong. Indeed it is. And unless we have divine revelation, we don't know what's wrong or what the remedy is. And so a lot of people just go through life bewildered and frustrated, and some, many, even angry. We see an awful lot of that in this world today. Angry, angry, angry at injustice. Angry, angry, angry at suffering that does not seem to be deserved. Angry, angry, angry at economic disparity, and on and on and on it goes. 
There's a sense of uneasiness. But you see, it's all a spiritual condition that can only be remedied by a spiritual remedy. It can't be remedied by political means. It can't be remedied by medical uh, solutions. Isn't, isn't it obvious that the more diseases we conquer, and that's a cause for great rejoicing, this disease that used to be incurable, we can now treat, and in many, many cases successfully, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I'm alive today because of that. From a human standpoint, from medical treatment, that was able to treat cancer I had, oh, a long time ago now, how long ago? 30 years ago now, I suppose, or nearly, not quite. No, more than 30, 40 years ago, nearly 40, not quite. But I'm here because God allowed medical science to be able to successfully treat the cancer that I had, which if I'd had it 10 years before, I would have been a goner. There was no medical treatment. So we see these things, and we we rejoice in that, but it seems like as quickly as something is conquered, something new comes along. Where did that come from? Where did this disease come from? Whoever heard of monkeypox? Whoever heard of COVID? Um, on, on and on and on it goes. In other words, there is no end to disease. It's not going to be conquered by anyone in this world, by any science, by any teams of scientists, by any multiplied uh, research laboratories, by any billions of dollars that are, uh, that are allocated for this purpose, by brilliant minds, by, by caring doctors. Disease is not going to be eradicated from this world because, you see, it's here not because of physical reasons, though it's a very physical thing. Disease is here because of spiritual reasons. You can only understand it, and you can only deal with it, and and you can only understand the solution for it and the end of it, which is coming, if you understand and receive the revelation that God has given. He tells us about it, and only then will you understand it. So we do groan, for in this we groan. Yes, we groan. We feel the pain. We feel the frustration. We feel the uneasiness. We feel the sense that something's wrong. We groan. And what are we groaning in? We're groaning with the weight of corruption. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. The bondage of the curse is a great weight. It causes us to groan. This is what Paul is talking about in Romans chapter 8. Let me read that to you. Chapter 8, verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him, capital H, who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also 
will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. The bondage of the curse, which shall be lifted when Christ returns, but for now, nobody's going to lift it. Nobody's going to conquer it. Every one of us are going to have to live in that condition under this corruption, under this oppression. It's there. It is the corruption of the flesh. It is the bondage of the curse. We long for heavenly deliverance. We long, as believers who understand these truths, to be clothed upon with our heavenly habitation, which will suffer none of these things. So let me read again verses 1 and 2 in together, because they flow. For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation, which is from heaven. Oh, yes, we do. We feel the grief, the pain, the weight, the frustration of this present condition, and we groan under it like everyone else, like everyone else groans under it, believer and unbeliever alike, and we long for that day when we shall be in the place where all of this will be gone and in a condition where we will not be touched by any of these things. That's what we are looking forward to, but we have to await God's timing in all of these things. And so we will continue on next week on Monday. I hope you can join us then as we study this very interesting and informative passage and learn so many things that we need to understand. And so until next week, this is Greg Barkman, Bible teacher on the Beacon Broadcast, saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace. Amen.